Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Trying to ask the question this morning, where has the momentum gone uh, in, in the battle, if there is a battle, to restore uh, Stormont? Strange time of the year, this too, isn't it? Well, it is. It's always in Northern Ireland. It doesn't matter whether it's a talks process or any process. There's this period from early July to mid-August. You know, normally things don't much happen. And sometimes it's, it's simple things. People being on holiday or other, other priorities and families and things like that. But in, in the sense of a talks process, you, you asked about momentum, Frank. I, I think we talked about this about two or three months ago, and I, I told you then that I, I wasn't spotting any momentum I wasn't spotting or picking up any hint whatsoever that any of the parties were, you know, privately there, publicly they were saying, oh, no, no, there's a moment, there's a window of opportunity. But when you asked them privately and said, think, look, is there anything, you know, give me something positive to write about. Give me a sign that just perhaps there's a breakthrough here and it's worth talking up and it's worth pushing and so on. And, you know, I'll be happy to write about it in a column or a commentary because you do want to reflect what's happening. Not one of them, Frank, not one of the parties was able to say to me, oh, no, no, Alex, fine. actually, you, you're far too pessimistic. We have something here. I've never picked that up, Frank. So this this thing that suddenly it's grinding to a standstill, oh, something's gone wrong. I, I, I think we are exactly where I expected this to be at this point because there just isn't any genuine enthusiasm. No, Sinn Féin of this argument, you know, that things shouldn't grind to a halt because it's the, the run into the marching season and the, and the 12th. They, you can see where they're coming from on it, but you can easily see the argument against what they're saying, considering the history of all of this. Yes, well, if you bear in mind, we've had this since January 2017. So we're two and a half years now. So just picking at random, you know, a couple of weeks and saying, oh, you know, this has been allowed to take priority. <laughs> that's a reality that's always been the case in Northern Ireland. It's like France, you know, politics grinds to a standstill in August because everybody's away. English politics normally grinds to a standstill in August. We just grind to a standstill a little bit earlier in Northern Ireland. But, you know, the, the, if there was any sense, Frank, if there really was genuinely any sense whatsoever that another day or two would nudge it across the line, would just take them over, then, yeah, they would, there would be no difficulty. I think they would all be willing to talk. It's simply because it isn't. Even the fact that Sinn Féin aren't saying we are 24 hours away from a deal, we're 48 hours away from a deal. They just said, oh, well, this shouldn't be allowed to park. This is interrupting something and so on. It's because there's nothing there, Frank. So uh, trying to blame, whether it's Sinn Féin trying to blame a party or the DUP trying to blame, so it doesn't matter. There is, in fact, no sense whatsoever that they're anywhere close to a deal.
Nowhere close to a deal and nowhere close to a suggestion of any fresh assembly election. The legislation most likely will be signed off that delays the prospect of that yet again. Actually, funnily enough, every time I've kept diaries for 30 odd years and every time I do, I store all the columns and things in there. When I do an interview with whoever it is, you know, just a bit of commentary, I make a note of what I've said and so on. And I look back, you and I at the time, of the, when this bill was introduced, which took the last November, which took the elections forward to March, and then said if it wasn't resolved then, it would be taken forward another five months, which takes us to August. I remember you saying, Alex, will we get to the second one? And I said, Frank, we'll get through the whole year, because there is no way whatsoever that they were they're going, to go, going to do a deal. And the second state thinks, oh, well, We'll, we'll rush the bill through in 24 hours and we'll move it from August to November or maybe we'll move it to February or something like that. And for some reason she thinks or maybe the government thinks that this is another deadline, another timeline and suddenly everybody will work to it. It doesn't work like that. If you do not have genuine agreement, particularly between the DUP and Sinn Féin, on what needs to happen and what they are prepared to compromise on. And they've had two and a half years. Like It doesn't take all that long to work out what you're going to compromise on. The minute you sit down at a table, you know two things. You know you are going to have to make a compromise, and you know that the other side is going to have to make a compromise, and you know what those compromises are. If after two and a half years you're nowhere closer to solving them than you were at the beginning, the logic would tell you that you're probably in a worse place at that point than you were two and a half years earlier. So this notion that saying, oh, well, there'll be no election and we'll, we'll push it forward. It's, it, 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 it's a meaningless mumbo, complete utter mumbo-jumbo at this point. And what about same-sex marriage? Will it, will it finally arrive as a result of this delaying process via Westminster? Well, well let me give you two answers. The first is a personal answer. Yes, because I have, on a personal level, I, 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 I believe in equality of UK citizenship. So what is, what is legal and acceptable in one part of the United Kingdom must be, by definition, legal and accountable uh, in any other part of the United Kingdom. Otherwise, there's no point talking about a union. So, the second point on that is that when people say, oh, it's a devolved matter, well, that's fine, it's a devolved matter. But when you haven't had devolution for 30 months and when other decisions are made on Northern Ireland's behalf by Westminster and by the Secretary of State, it's ridiculous to somehow say on this, whether it's abortion or same-sex marriage and those particular issues, we can't have decisions made for us. You can't have it both ways, Frank. You either have a government which makes decisions or you don't have a government, in which case decisions have to be made for you. So Conor McGain and the rest who are trying to put this amendment forward are right. This should be. We shouldn't be held back any longer. If you're asking, is it likely to happen? No, I don't think it will, simply because I think the DUP, on this particular case, it will be the DUP. The very fact that Boris Johnson was asked at the hustings on Tuesday about this question, I didn't hear whether Hunt was asked the same question, but certainly Boris was. And he said, oh, no, no, no difficulty at all with um, same-sex marriage, but we need to. But it's still a devolved matter. And then he's straight up to see Arlene Foster in an assembly that doesn't sit in a role she doesn't occupy. So, yeah, I suspect there will still be, um, to keep the DEP on board at this point, 
they will probably find a way of making sure the issue isn't progressed. To the, you know, in the next, uh, I think it's Monday or Tuesday that they actually get down to discuss it. The, the yeah, yeah. But well, would it not let the DUP off the hook, however, if it if it came in via Westminster, uh, as opposed to having to be debated here or ignored here? That they 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 could blame circumstances elsewhere for a change that they didn't bestow upon the people. That, that, that argument makes sense, Frank, um, had they not had the problem with Brexit. But the difficulty, the DUP have two audiences here. It's a, you know, you were basically betrayed by Boris and, and Theresa May and by the Conservatives on the Brexit. They said, you know, Northern Ireland and the Union would be damaged. But the Conservatives, including Boris, including Jeremy Hunt, whoever is likely to be the next Prime Minister, both voted for the withdrawal agreement and the backstop. The Prime Minister, Theresa May, having come over to say how, how keen she was in protecting her precious union, did the same to the DUP. Like, it's going to be very difficult for them, Frank, to, to sort of give the nod to the Conservatives, look, just get this through. It does get us off the hook. Because then there will be another wing of the DUP, that, that, that whether you call it the fundamental evangelical moral wing, you know, who'll say... The Jim oh, Wales see. wing. Well, we just wouldn't. I suppose, in fairness, Jim would be the most uh, high-profile and vocal on the issue. So yes, so they would they would be in a position to say, well, "Hang on, you got betrayed on uh, and couldn't do anything to protect the union in terms of Brexit, and now we've been betrayed on one of these key moral issues: same-sex marriage and abortion." So it does. While it would make sense for the DUP to let this slip through the net and say it's nothing to do, it wasn't our fault. It becomes very difficult when they have actually nothing else to sell as progress, and they still have no deal, Frank either. Because again, it sends a message that you know if the DUP said just go ahead and do it, other people would say, saying, "So you're not expecting an assembly at all? You, you really don't think it's going to happen?" So I, I think it's this case. They, everyone goes up, uh, continues with the pretense that somehow there will be a miracle. There isn't going to be a miracle, but set against that, Frank, it is still ridiculous. And you know, it. I won't go into the, the, there's a personal side in the family thing in this. It is still ridiculous that someone who happens to be gay, who wants to have a same-sex marriage, who, who wants to live what they would regard as a perfectly normal life, is treated entirely differently and feels that they've been treated entirely differently when, than, when they come to Northern Ireland than when they're in any other part of the United Kingdom. And that is not only bad for unionism, Frank, it's, bad for, it's just bad for Northern Ireland collectively that somehow groups of people, for whatever, whether it's an abortion, whether it's in same-sex marriage, whether it's in licensing laws, whether it's in a range of other issues, are somehow told, oh, well, no, this is a place apart and, and you will not have quite the same uh, rights and equalities that you have in other parts. Even in the South, that is just crazy, Frank, and that needs to be addressed. Okay. Whether it's through the Assembly or, or Westminster, that issue really does need to be addressed. Alex, uh, thank you very much indeed. Alex Kane uh, commenting uh, this morning here on the U105 phone-in. You can have your say as well. Good morning to you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Ooh.